man, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Man. With Dan and Ryan. This is Walk the Line, and I say, yo, yo. All right, everybody. Welcome to Walk the Line, episode 24. Yes, the double dirty dozen. My name is Dan Cryer, and sitting here with me at Impact 89 FM, Impact Sports here at Michigan State University, is my very good, super duper awesome friend, Ryan Smith. Ryan, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. Kind of a somber mood today here on Walk the Line. This will be the first show we've ever done with no Michigan State games to look forward to because yep. in the fall, we Michigan State made it all the way to the Rose Bowl and yep. Michigan State is now done in basketball, so a little sad here today. But other than that, how you doing today, Dan? Good, good. I mean, we have had a, about a 48-hour buffer zone in, from the time the game ended, a little, a little less than that. But, um, you know, in show business, they say the show must go on. And so, um, we, so we will go on. You know, we're here to here to look at what happened. And, and all in all, it was a very, very memorable season. It was a matter of one or two possessions, even after all the mistakes for everybody who watched Michigan State uh, uh, lose to Connecticut 60-54 to on Sunday in that Elite Eight game. There were plenty of mistakes during the game, but when it came down to the end, there was one or two possessions there, and you know Napier got fouled on a three-pointer. And that was it. He made his free throws. So after it, it's just so close yet so far. Yeah, it was kind of the season that could have been, but never was. This the athletes were there, the talent was there, and it could just never come together, which is too bad because, like you said, it just never really seemed like they truly put it together, other than those yeah. two games in the Big Ten tournament. And they still made the Elite Eight. They're still one or two possessions away so from close. making a Final Four. Yeah. And at that point, if you make it to the Final Four. You know, maybe everything clicks and, you know, you go down and win a national championship and yep. it's a great season. And but. it was it was a tough – it was always on my mind that the last thing that Michigan State wanted to do was play Connecticut in, in Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Because That's, you never want to do They're one year removed from the Big East and Big East tournament games that are so pressure-packed as Connecticut won. Yeah, and that, you just even that, go back as recently as Kemba Walker when he just took them on seven straight games of going off. And here we go again with with Shabazz Napier and one of the best players in the nation to begin with. And, you know, he's got the confidence. He never misses free throws. And and when you get him in a comfort zone like that. And, you know, he really can sell that foul to the ref. He'll jerk his head back when he he drives into the lane. He can kick his legs out when he shoots. So he's he's a wily veteran and he's ready to go pro. And he he did it and it was it was a, a little too steep of a hill to climb to defeat a team like UConn on the road. Michigan State had a lead, but boy, they made big mistakes that were some of them could say unforced. There was that one where it just kinda hit Appling in the shoulder and went out of bounds on an outlet pass. Yeah, and then Trice, you know, dribbled. He, he dribbled to that left corner and it just went off his outside hip. It yep. was a weird game and weird. Like you mentioned, just kind of a sad ending because everything really did come to an end. You have pain and Appling and mm-hmm. Appling had the awful game, just two points. There was a layup there yep, at the end. Five fouls. And he fouled out, and he just On that he looked out of sync all game. And so now you think Harris is probably gone. Yep. Dawson might go. Cause I would think great. Dawson's going to go because he looks real. His stock has risen uh, immensely in the last two weeks, three yeah, weeks. Yeah. And, and this morning was the, the Tom Izzo press conference to kind of wrap up the season. And he said, he goes, you know, Dawson might go now. And he, yeah. he would advise him against it, but he, he understands that. Man, when Dawson was playing well, 
on Michigan State look good. And I think there yep. are some NBA teams out there who see that body, see his potential and his energy and his motor. Yeah. And just he's he would be valuable for a lot of teams. There's a lot of NBA players that exist right now. I mean, Blake Griffin, way more skilled, and he's, you know, can, can yeah, now have a jumper. Yeah. But, but you have, you know, even on the Clippers, you have DeAndre Jordan. Just throw the ball up and just get, get him, get it in the air. And you can see Dawson is so athletic. He can jump, he can twist his body in the air and lay it in. He's good on the boards. And that's one thing that Connecticut really dominated that shocked me. Michigan State could not get offensive rebounds against Co- Connecticut. Yeah, game. and it wasn't they were out jumping us. They just sealed off the lane. And yep. when you just settle for shots like that, and we settle for so many threes, we only had six shots Inside. that went in that were twos. I know. And so there's no one down there to rebound. Yep. So when you're just chucking threes, everyone's around the perimeter, and there was no one even in the paint to get rebounds. Yeah, and it was a tough game because I always wanted us, you know, drive, drive, drive. But Michigan State just seemed off. In the beginning of the game, they were slipping a lot and stumbling, and it, it got up and down quickly. And I noticed yeah, Adrian Payne, messy. Adrian Payne looked very tired ten minutes in, you know. And so yeah, that's how big games go, though. Sure. You know how it is. Yeah. Like the big games start, and you just lose your first win right away. With the having the crowd advantage, I think UConn kind of thrived on that, and they got a big early. And then you saw Michigan State catch their second. Second wind, and then we, you know, yep. they made their own run. Yep. But well, and so I guess with that, we will we will just recap our, our picks because this is walk the line, and we we like to pr- prognosticate sporting outcomes. And I got to be honest, Connecticut was getting five and a half points, and, and Ryan, we were all over. We were it. all over it because yep. we're. I'm saying Connecticut's in the Garden. I mean, and the way the games had been closed and everything, that five and a half was the easiest pick of the of the entire tournament, honestly. I mean, it was very, very simple. And y- UConn has been dominating teams. They, they beat Villanova bad. They beat Iowa State. That was an easy pick. So, um, you know, and then in the other, you know, just I'm thinking about the other Elite Eight games. I mean, Michigan was a two-point underdog to Kentucky, and... That was tough because Kentucky's been playing so great, and I, I thought Michigan had had some magic, but Kentucky got four three pointers from Aaron Harrison in the very like yep. end of the game, and he hit a three, which covered the spread for Kentucky. So Kentucky's on to the Final Four. Florida pushed; they were minus ten against Dayton. Yeah, we talked about some funny stories last week, yeah. and there were some more this week because in two consecutive games, both Michigan and Michigan State purposely missed free throws. That caused the game to push in yep. the Sweet 16. That's true. So there was two more this weekend. Yeah, push then, and push. And then Kentucky hit the three, so they were minus two and a half. Yeah, they covered so with So they that. covered by winning on a three instead of a two. And then Wisconsin was three-point underdogs, and Wisconsin pulled off the a, a big shocker because it was in Anaheim, California. They trailed at halftime, and they really, really played well, and they made Arizona look like the lesser team. So I think Wisconsin really deserved it. They were three-point underdogs. They won the game in, in California. That's very commendable. So Bo Ryan is in his first Final Four. They're the Big Ten representative of the Final Four. So they're going to play Kentucky in the second game. The first game is going to be UConn versus Florida. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think of all three big... Big Ten teams that ended up making the Elite Eight. Wisconsin probably had the worst shot to make it too, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they 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 had the first two rounds. That was fine because it was Milwaukee. You know, they they were playing American University, and then they got a chance to play Oregon, and they came back from twelve points at halftime with their home crowd. But then they went over to Anaheim, and they just spanked Baylor. They were up twenty five eleven, and I, that's like a score that sticks with me because I I just my brain photographs it. Anytime you're up 25 to 11 in a tournament game, you're winning the game. <laughs> they ended up winning 69-52, so they played great defense. That game went way under. I thought it was going to go be a shootout, but Baylor had nothing. And then Wisconsin was down and came back, and and you know all respect to all those guys, Kaminsky and Bruss. They couldn't stop him. And Trayvon Jackson. Kaminsky just yeah, was inside out all great. day. 
So that sets up. Now we can set up for, we have two games then. This coming Saturday, which is April 5th, 2014, it's going to be in, they say North Texas, but it's in Dallas. I'm almost guaranteeing it's in the Jerry Jones AT&T Dome. Mm -hmm. It has to be. So the first game of the day on Saturday, and these are going to be on CBS, it starts at 6.09 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be the Connecticut Huskies and the Florida Gators. Florida right now is at minus 6, minus 6.5. I've seen minus 5.5, and and the over-under is 126. And a half, and if you think about Michigan State game, that ended sixty to fifty four. So that only went to one fourteen. Florida's been playing a slowdown type game. I mean, they've yeah, really they've been grinding been scoring it. Scoring about sixty a game in the tournament as well. Yeah, so this is a tough call, minus six and a half. So I'll, I'm going to let Ryan start with his pick, and I'm going to get get a sheet open here uh, to to uh, start typing in our picks for this week. But we got two big calls here on basketball, Ryan. Well, when the tournament started, I I think Florida's been the best team all year long. They only have the two losses and it's the two teams who are left in the tournament, right? They lost to Wisconsin and um, Connecticut. To Connecticut, right. And Connecticut was actually their last loss and that was a last second shot 30 games ago. By guess who? By Shabazz Napier. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what's the line? You said six and a half. Yeah. That is way too many points. Yeah. Just because when I think of a Florida Dayton game, that was 10, 10 and a half in that area. And that's just a ton of points for this time of year. And it ended right at 10. But, you know, I think if that's a regular season game, Florida can just blow out Dayton. But because it's a tournament, you like to think games are going to stay closer, longer, a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. little more pressure. Like you said, lower scoring games, slow down games. So it's really hard to break away from a team as we saw. You know, there's been, especially in the Kentucky-Michigan game, yeah. a team would get up 10, then it would get tied. And the other team would get, and it was just kind of back, back and, and forth. forth. Yep. And there's lots of runs, and uh, being in the dome like that, it's just tough to shoot and get hot. I think with the with the deeper backdrop. So I'm going to take Connecticut with the points, but Florida to win the game. Yeah, I like a I like a 62-59 Florida win. Okay, I'm gonna write this down. UConn 62. No, no, Florida, Florida 62. Yeah, I got Florida covering, winning yeah. 62-59. Florida 62. So that keeps it under, right? Yep. And you know what, Ryan kind of just spoke my my brain there because it is Florida's going to win. Okay, I think Florida's unstoppable, and I think UConn is really really good too. I mean, they're confident. They have multiple players. They have Boatwright. They have the guy uh, Davis or Dixon. I can't remember the the tall guy. He's with a D. I just I'm I'm sad about the game, so I can't remember. But um, the fact that UConn's going to just be hanging in there. They're going to be getting fouls. It's going to be a close yeah, game. UConn's no easy opponent. At- I, I'm shocked that the line is that high. I, I like to see it come down probably by f- Saturday. I, You know, and, and part of me thinks it won't because there's a lot of people are picking Florida. So I'm going to say, yeah, UConn plus six. Okay. Just, that is so many points. It is. And to give a score call, like Ryan said, I, again, he's right. Uh, this under seems... Because seems what, what's the official number? Sorry. 126 and a half. Okay. So I mean we could it could be something like, you know, sixty three, sixty two and still stay under. So I mean, do I think it's gonna be a one point game? No, but it's gonna be one of those where F- Florida has a one two point lead. Maybe UConn has a shot and misses it, then there's foul. So I'm gonna say Florida wins by four and I'm gonna say sixty four sixty, just to keep it there. So sixty four sixty Florida wins. Okay, so and, now yeah. we're moving to the other side. Yeah, you want to you want to keep talking about that game or? Well, here's the thing: you got Scotty Wilbekin, Patrick Young, and then they have a bunch of different guys. You get or something like that. They have Florida has the the body and the strength that you need, 
And I think Michigan State would have, if Michigan State would have been playing as they w- could have been playing, Michigan State could have battled shoulder to shoulder. But we saw that Connecticut, like I, like I mentioned, Connecticut out-rebounded Michigan State, just did not allow Michigan State to get any offensive rebounds. So that's the thing. Is Connecticut tougher than we thought? So right there, that's why I like Connecticut plus the points. But Florida has just on a mad winning streak. I mean, 30, going to be 31 games if they win this. They're going to eventually set a record. If they win the next two, though, 38-2 and two on the season, that'll be the most wins ever by any team in one season. Wow. So, and you know, it'll be Billy Donovan's third national championship in four games. He did lose to Tom Izzo in 2000. And, I, you know, it'll probably be Florida-Kentucky is what I'm looking that's at. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. if you're Florida, who do you want to see coming on the other side? You've already beaten Kentucky three times this year. Yep. And like they say, it's impossible to beat a team three three times, times, and Mm -hmm. they've already done it. So if you see a team for the fourth time, now this Kentucky team, they were the preseason number one, Yep. and now they're just starting to get into that form. And on the pregame show the other day, they were talking about them as freshmen, and and one of the guys goes, well, are you really a freshman at this point of the year? You've had a full year under your belt already. And at this point, it comes down to just talent. And, you know, maybe there is definitely an experience – an experience factor. I wouldn't argue that, mm-hmm. but I mean, Florida, those guys haven't been to a Final Four either, and they, they've been to four Elite Eights, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But a Final in Four a row, is a, in a a Final Four is a new ball game. So if I'm Calipari, I say, hey, let's roll the ball out and let's just go play because I have the best athletes and the best talent here, and I want that to just take over. Right. And, and look at the spread. I mean, Kentucky's minus two. So just to introduce the game, it's it's the tip-off's going to be around 8.49, so 9 p.m. tip-off. And <clears throat> Kentucky comes in as the 8 seed. I said it from the beginning. That was the worst under, even worse than Louisville being a 4 seed. Kentucky was never an 8 seed. They went, they beat Wichita State, they beat Louisville, and then they beat Michigan. So they knocked off, uh, you know, there's a 1 seed, a 4 seed, and a, and a 2 seed. And now they're playing another 2 seed. And as an 8 seed, they're favored, minus 2. Over-under is 139.5. So it's really expecting you to get up and down. And... The way I've seen Wisconsin play, this is an easy under. I, I want to get Ryan's thoughts on the spread. and But 139.5, the old Wisconsin that I expected to get up and down with, with Baylor, that, that Wisconsin's gone. We're back to the grind out, win it the way Wisconsin needs to win it. So this spread is, is really appropriate in my mind. I think Wisconsin should be underdogs. but What's, what's the official? Minus two for Kentucky. And it's one, 139.5, okay. which seems like an awful lot. I, I don't mm, see this game I don't, I don't know about an awful lot. I think it gets up there. Wow. I'm not going to take the over. I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and just come out and say Kentucky 67-62. So I like them to cover, and then that keeps it under, right? That's 129. Yeah, it does. Yep. One, yeah, yep, exactly. I I do see this. This is the one, and I, I've been right up. And last week I, I said, oh, Baylor, Wisconsin, watch it, over, 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 and I lost a lot on that one. But this one I really, really feel confident about the under. It's going to be a grind-out Final Four game. I mean, Kentucky has shown, especially Randall, he's shown an ability to adjust. He And they, they said it on TV against Michigan. He lets the game come to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll play the first half, maybe it's take three shots. pretty easy when you're that big to let the game Isn't come great? to you. And he just kind of relaxes. And then, you know, these other guys, you're seeing blue-chip five-star talent come out. The the Harrison twins. And they're just they're hitting shots. You know, like That's Andrew how. can make left-handed just bullet passes. You know, what and tell what, what remember you were talking about the guy, what was it, number 44? They were like, oh, he rode the bench all yeah, season. He, well, this he, is played, like a, he played one minute in the tournament before the Elite game and he had like five put back dunks in a row and they're they were talking he goes Jim Nance says and this is an unheralded player 
the dude was a McDonald's All-American in high school. Exactly, not unheralded. And so he's not unheralded at all. He just, you know, there's guys who are better than him on the team because... Yeah. Do we know is the is Cully Stein coming back? No, the, uh, he's Kyle done Parr for the said year. He's not going to play at wow. least in the first of at least in that first because he has an ankle issue. And, yeah, which allowed this kid to play. We should probably find out his name, but yeah, and number forty four. And he was just pushing Michigan around. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ryan likes Kentucky to win. Ryan likes to stay under. I gotta agree with Ryan again. I I don't think it's an easy call. And and was I might be more inclined to take the over. Maybe come game time, but. If we were to disagree at all, because it sounds like we're agreeing on how these final four games are going to go, just the only way I would differ from you maybe is if I end up deciding to take the over, but that is a pretty high number for a high-pressure game. I yeah. like it to stay under. Yeah, they want to slow Definitely. down and, and run that clock and, you know, nervous, take a timeout. Well, and, and it just, just naturally, over the progression of a game, it takes a little longer to get to your spot against a bigger team like Kentucky. you got to work a little more for it. So we'll see. I, I 100% agree. So my call is Kentucky wins and covers 64-61. to 61, So that's staying way under. I have it at 125. And so more than anything else, I like the under in that game. So then, Ryan, we have we have UConn covering, but Florida winning, both of us, and we both have Kentucky covering. So then, let's play let's play Super Odds Makers time and move. Uh, let's move it on. We're gonna we're gonna Florida. go to Monday, April seventh, and I'm gonna type this in 2014 national championship, and we have number eight Kentucky against number one Florida, and it'll be in the evening on CBS. So Ryan, what do you think the spread's gonna be in that one? That's tough. I'm gonna just go to the. I'm gonna yeah. go to Florida basketball website yeah, here, give real me, quick. Give me the scores too. We need to find out. That's what. what I, that's yeah, the, I'm going, what yeah. were the three scores that Kentucky played Florida this season? Because that would be the one. And I, I really don't recall much of it. I, I didn't. You know, Kentucky, like Ryan said, started the season number one, and then you know Michigan State defeated them in the opener, and then Kentucky so, really has been able to just kind of chill out and let Florida be awesome. And they're going to get a chance to slay Goliath, but they're the they're like a Fab Five team. Yep, and just to kind of get an umbrella here. So mm-hmm. when Florida played Wisconsin, that was in Madison. That was 53-59. Wisconsin won that game. Okay. And then the Connecticut-Florida game earlier was 64-65. So I think we were pretty close. And that was a last-second yeah. shot, like you said. Right. And then Florida beat, um, let's see, the first Kentucky game I'm sure was 69-59, and that was in Lexington. And then so they won by 10 on the road. 10 on the road. Wow. Okay. 84-65 at home. Okay, so they won by 19 at home. And that was the last game of the regular season. So that was March 8th. Then the SEC tournament comes. So seven days later, Mm -hmm. excuse me, eight days later, they play Kentucky in the final and win 61-60. I was going to say, that came to Florida. Yeah, But Florida was up big in that game, and Kentucky made a run at them. At the end, yep. And so, you know what? I got to stick with my pick from the beginning of the tournament. I'm going to go Florida to win the game. Okay, and what and do you the think line, the spread would be? I, yeah, yeah okay. I'm getting the line. I okay, think cool. I think it'll be Florida minus four and a half. Okay, and I see, say Florida minus three. Let's meet in the middle. Let's say three, three and, and a half. half. So Florida minus three and a half, which is because I, I will keep it at a half point. So Florida minus three and a half against Kentucky. It'll be Monday night on CBS. Over under, I'm I'm going to think that we're looking at the grinding again. 126 so is yeah, what I was thinking. 126. What I was thinking, thinking 128. So let's go 127. Because well, I'm thinking 65-61 Florida. I'm going to go 126 and a half then. Fine. Let's do that again. because you know, And you said 61-60 was their, was their final right, score. Right. And it's funny because, you know, when you fill out your bracket, they have yeah. like a tiebreaker, tiebreaker thing at the bottom. And I had 
Florida Louisville, mm-hmm. but like one forty eight or something probably. But really, I mean, to me, if I go back and look at my bracket, really whoever I had winning the Louisville Kentucky game yeah. probably going the whole way, and I had sixty three fifty nine Florida. Wow, so you so like low scoring, yeah. Well, so then three and a half points. What do you think? Is Florida going to be able to cover that? And I think just so. Take it home. Yep. Yeah, me too. If you beat a team three times, that that does play a factor mentally for those kids. Now, take for granted, Kentucky is a totally different team, but even though they lost by one, Florida was up big in that game. So it's hard. To I beat think they're a, yeah. clearly the better team of those two. They figured out. Now swing this back to 2000. I know that for a fact, Michigan State beat Wisconsin twice in the regular season. They beat them a third time in the Big Ten tournament and a fourth time in the in the uh, Final Four game to get to Florida. So it, beating a team four times has happened on en, en route to winning a national championship. And it, I think it's going to happen here. And it's going to be a heck of a game. I'm not a huge SEC fan. They do dominate football. And, you know, this year Florida State won the, the national championship thanks to Jameis Winston but uh, to break the SEC streak. But look at this. We're going to have an SEC national championship basketball game, I think. Ugh. I know. It doesn't feel very good. So I'm going to agree with Ryan. So did you have a score for me, Ryan, on that one? What would you say? 65-61 Florida. 65-61 Florida covering. All right. It's it's tough to to say that I don't agree a hundred percent with Ryan. I mean I I I, I think it's going to be there. I I think there's no reason to think that Florida's going to blow Kentucky out, and there's no reason to think that the game's going to be high scoring. So, but Florida's going to find a way. They're going to grind it, and then people can can pat Kentucky on the shoulder and say, "Man, you guys are really good." Well, and like you said, Calipari's just back on right. the map. Everyone was ready to write him off. Yeah. Oh, they had two years of just so right. so. Anthony basketball. Davis won the 2012 championship, but and then here they, they are. last year they do an NIT Man. and ban. And all those guys are going to go to the pro. So even you know you're going to have your Randall in the pro. You're going to have the Harrison twins in the pro. You're going to have Coley Stein probably go to the pro. So. It's that's it. That's how Kentucky runs basketball. That's the yep. NCAA 21st century. So I'm going to say Florida. It's, I'm not even going to change very much from Ryan. I'll just say 64-60. I just I'll keep it the same one. We're we're in agreeing agreeance. Yeah, and here. I'm just, I'm just reading through the SEC championship recap. Yeah, Kentucky had to go on a 15-0 run in the second half just yeah. to make that a game. I know. I, you know, the more I think about it, Florida is just the best team. I think. It's true, and they're going to have now 32 to, games. Now that I said that, they will lose to Connecticut by 13 on Saturday. So, Well, I mean, think about the proximity. Connecticut had home cooking in Madison Square Garden for the whole, you know, building up for the, the last two games, and the games in Texas, it's that's the South, and the Florida people, it's, it's just... I'm I'm going to stick with my proximity thing. It's closer to the south. I mean, yeah, the it, Kentucky and if you put a compass on the map, you could probably, you know, hit through Gainesville and, and Lexington, but that's that's Florida's going to dominate that. I just uh it's their season. Something just feels Florida-ish. It always has. And I'm just I'm just thinking into the news and how I've seen people respond. Everyone's always happy when they win Elite 8 games naturally, but do you think in any way, Connecticut is now content with what they've done. Do you think they've just they're satisfied with everything they've done? Well, they have house money is is the way I would look at it because because you know, I just they weren't they're a seven seed and they beat Villanova and then they dominated Iowa State and then they really were very powerful. Yeah, so, but may, maybe yeah. it just seems this way because I'm a Michigan State fan and I don't want to hear about it. But I feel like everyone's talking about Connecticut more than anyone else and. Shabazz is getting some glam a little bit. He's a star. There's no doubt about it. And yeah, I was but so is Wilbekin. That dude has true. single-handedly just pulled them along this entire you know, year. UConn's living a charm life. I mean, they're they're. they're That's what I mean. Teams. I think they're happy regardless and, of what yeah. happens. But for Florida, I sure. think they're still hungry because oh, yeah. they they had their sights from day one set on national championship. Yep. 
And Connecticut will say they did, but I think they're just happy with what they've done to this point. Yeah, and put in, per, put everything in like historical perspective. 2006, 2007, Florida won the national championship. They beat they beat uh, UCLA in 06 with Yoakum Noah and and Yo- Horford. Yoakum Noah. And then they had uh, Al Horford. They had Corey Brewer. And then in 07, that's when they beat Greg Oden and Ohio State for their repeat. And then in 2011, that was the second year in a row that Butler went. And Kemba Walker led uh, Connecticut to the finals. And they beat Butler pretty badly in that game. It was a very low-scoring game. So we have teams that are used to being there. I know Connecticut has had three national ch- championships. They won in 99, 04, and 11. And Florida has those two in 06 and 07. So it's it's just a battle. And UConn, I mean, like Ryan and I said, six points is an awful lot to give a team that's been playing this well. I do think Florida's going to win. And then Kentucky has got your your blue chippers playing like blue chippers at the time. So it's, yep. you know. And, and for those of you at home picking based on color, a blue Blue team has won the <laughs> national championship nine of the last ten years. <laughs> so funny. and they're so sorry, Wisconsin. <laughs> like yeah, you're done. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. And I yep. And I just mentioned Ohio State losing. You know, if if Wisconsin gets to the to the final game, that's great too. But how many Big Ten teams have lost? When I look, you know, I'm an Illini fan. They lost in 05. Um, you know, Michigan State lost in 09. Not only lost, they got they got beat killed. bad by North Carolina. And then, like I said, Ohio State lost. I know that Indiana lost to Maryland. So it's it's not been good for Big Ten teams, but Wisconsin, we really haven't given you any love today. We think you're just going to get beat by Kentucky. But that would shock me immensely. I can't even imagine Wisconsin going to the final game and winning. I mean, just they, they have a season to remember. And they have those T-shirts they can all wear with their Final Four in North Texas. And Yeah, I mean... But that's about it for Wisconsin. Yeah, and as a fan, I... I strongly dislike three of these teams and can care less about a fourth and so this final four you know i i could care less about and especially a connecticut wisconsin final just sounds wow. like something that i wouldn't even bother it's almost like a on. seahawks broncos super bowl so anyway you know what Ugh. uh it's but like Mon- I i do i think Connecticut, Wisconsin. I have your class on Monday night. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even think I would be watching it on my laptop during class. That's funny. Yeah, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll be doing something different in class. And then we'll, the lecture will be like, doo, 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 here's the game. But, yeah. uh, but it won't be. If it's <laughs> Connecticut, Wisconsin, right. I won't care. It's going to be Florida, Kentucky. I'm, I can just see them playing. It's the SEC. It's going to happen. It's the, I mean, but, you know, <laughs> we go back to the conspiracies. Yeah. Does the NCAA want that? Do they somehow? Yeah, do they, they do. somehow just because you have a limited market at that point. P- but people want to see the best and the best. I don't know. It's 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 what it looks. They want to like. see the big boys go. I'm at an it. old man. It, this is the that's the game that's gonna play. It's just like I know that that's the final. I just uh, know it. It's like it is. And Connecticut this is a lose lose for me as a fan. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I would have loved to sen- seen the Spartans go up against the Gators, and I'm sure they would have too. And it just that didn't work out. And it's there's nothing. It's just like you know, first second place is first place loser. Well, in Super Bowls, you know, when you look at the Buffalo Bills last four in a row, they feel rancid. But losing the Elite Eight is that feeling because you're so close and you just it's it just stinks to lose the Elite Eight. The way I looked at it, that just saved us the money we would have spent on Dallas. Right, right. Yeah, I'm we don't have to, to travel, Dallas. exactly. <laughs> so anyway, well, okay. So that wraps up college basketball and we will do a recap of this next week and see how we were. I'm feeling good. This is Walk the Line. We're we little, you know, truncated type of show, short show. But I do want to just introduce the fact that yesterday or the day before was the start of what, Ryan? What began? MLB baseball. It was baseball, opening day. Baby. So even, we're back. Even though I found out the Dodgers and Diamondbacks played like two weeks ago in some foreign country. they oh, played. It counted? 
Yeah, so you I weren't told kidding you. about that. No. Yeah, we didn't know that. Like the Dodgers and Diamondbacks Did played they play in Japan or something. I'm, I'm gonna go. Ahead. Well, that's crazy. But while Ryan looks up, I will say this. Here's the deal. Uh, walk the line and baseball seem like a tough deal because baseball lines come out every day or every night. And we said in, that about basketball. It was in Sydney. Sydney, Australia? Yeah. Were they eating they played, sirloin steak? They played, and they played two games. Bloomin' Onion, two games? That ended 3-1 and 7-5. The Dodgers won both of them. Those were, that was March 22nd. They played a doubleheader. Oh, my goodness. So that was a week they, ago. And those counted as legitimate games? Yeah, so they were 2-0 and heading into opening day. The Dodgers? Yeah. Okay. And then they lost to the Padres. And then they lost to the Padres. That's so funny. And so Brian Wilson looks horrible. So so they're 2-1. and one. But I will explain this for baseball's sake. Now, baseball, you're going to have your over-unders, and that's where Ryan and I really you know, look deeply because you have your pitching matchups, and you got to look when is the, you know, you, weather. they call them the splits. Yeah. How's the weather? Wind. Uh, is it indoor, outdoor? Is it day? Is it night? How is this pitcher doing? And the good thing about the internet is it does, it has the splits for all the pitchers. So you really got to get a good look at how's the pitcher done last year, this year, because these trends do hold up. You know, is it a road game, home game? So that's the first thing. Most over-unders in baseball are going to be about seven, seven and a half. Like good pitchers like yesterday for like a six. Six and a half when, when it was Felix Hernandez and Jared Weaver. And that game went over. Ten to three. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right, good. Okay. So it's not easy. And then you have what's the, obviously your money line, which is based on a ratio of 100. So but like those today, are always tough because they're, they're always very tough. minus 160, right. so and the value like, isn't there. It's tough. Like the Yankees today I know play this evening in Houston. Houston's terrible, but the Yankees, I, I think it was minus 140, so if you bet 140, you would win $100 back to pay off for 240. But then they also have the run line. Which is kind of can be Always a sucker one bet. And a half. Always one and a half. And most baseball games end with a one run game yep. unless you decided not to take the run line. <laughs> right. When you take the run line, it's always a run one run game. And so that's but what's cool about that is, you know, if you take the minus one and a half, you're gonna get bonus. So it'll be plus one fifty five. So if you bet a hundred, you get hundred fifty five back to pay for two fifty five. But you can also yesterday I took I paid extra money on for the Reds and the Cubs plus one and a half and they both lost one to nothing. So in baseball you can you can you can pay so that was like minus one fifty, let's just say each. So you you know you pay an extra half to to get that run one run and a half. And uh yeah, so that that's the way baseball goes and it's it's just difficult because, you know, if we had a daily walk the line, we could get into baseball. But even then, baseball it's just ever changing. It's, it's too tough. hard to do a weekly show on it. Cause like you said, we it would have to be a daily, you know, twenty-minute. Baseball's crazy because one pitcher can uh, can always just throw a stinker out there and have a six-run inning, especially early in the season. So, I mean, baseball is very difficult. Like, so it's in a, in a funny way. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm looking to continue uh, walk the line, but you know, we're we're almost to the you end get of some the rainbow NBA playoffs coming up. I cannot wait for NBA yeah. playoffs. <laughs> God, now that's where you can really predict things mm-hmm. because that and there's seven-game series too, so you can just, beautiful and. I don't know if they just don't bother to change it, but like yeah. last year we would zone in on something. It was Pacers and um, I think it was Pacers Knicks. Yeah, and we just did under every game because it was exactly. always like it was always like one ninety. Yep, and we're like, what are they thinking? And so they just left it there. So for six games, you just put under. Yeah, because and you'll see these and the 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 crazy thing you don't really consider. I mean, there's about twelve to fourteen games left in the NBA season right now, and. 
it's that those playoffs start the last week of April, and those things go until June. June yeah, middle like, of the summer, like six, seven weeks of playoffs. So, and that's where you really get a glimpse because right now, you know, you get your teams playing tanking that just that don't care, honestly. So it's so hard, and you know, there's trends going on right now. And I think San Antonio's won like sixteen or thirteen, Se- yeah, seventeen, seventeen, or 18. eighteen in a row. And they beat Indiana, who's slipping now. Miami's the number one team in the East. I saw a thing today where uh-huh. this year was a shortened season, like they had a couple years ago from Christmas. Right. Indy would be in fifth place and fighting for a home <laughs> home spot. So they have just been awful yeah, since they the have new been. year. Yep. And Brooklyn Nets, who play they're Houston hot. tonight, 13 straight home wins, and they're in the fifth seed in the East. Yeah, so, so who wants to play them at home as the four seed? Yeah, if so. they can get into the four seed. So we have a lot to look forward to in NBA. I'm glad Ryan brought that up because I was starting to feel a little sad there. Yeah, we'll get on some Golden State, Oklahoma City overs. Because mm-hmm. those are always like 207 and then get to like 230. And the Heat will be good for winning the first two, tanking the third well, game. Yeah. Yeah, but and they're, then because they're always, losing the first, and yeah, they're the always good four. to be like minus nine in Toronto, and you're like Toronto plus yeah. nine, Toronto plus nine, it's game gonna, three. That's going to be fun to look forward to as as the NBA, because you know NBA, it's it's kind of interesting, but it's really tough to predict during the season. And we try during the day, Ryan and I always. There's always an NBA pick or two that we're angry about, <laughs> but um, the playoffs I really do well at because the teams are giving it their all when when it's on the line. That's yeah, why I love the cares NCAA. now. I mean, looking back at the NCAA tournament, I mean we nailed the NCAA tournament and Ryan and I are going to win if Florida wins the just the semifinal just one back, game we, we go the two one two in, a, one in two. a bracket so so maybe there is some equilibrium in the world somewhere. yeah we know hey and I had a good trip to Las Vegas at the beginning of March you know hitting college basketball up when it mattered so when the games matter that's when the the spreads don't get crazy and um, that's when the stars come out that's Dan right. and Ryan <laughs> that's right that's right so that's cool. I mean, is and so that's pretty much where I have it wrapped up to, on episode twenty four. Walk the line. Is there anything else on your mind, Ryan? No, I mean, really, until NBA playoffs start. Yep. Enjoy a month off of of just kind of yeah. having ESPN Ugh. on mute in my <laughs> apartment. And well, they're going to start talking about the draft soon, and we get I bored know. with that. It's it's funny. Yeah, you, you can't. There's no odds on draft picks, but uh, it is it is a time. I mean, it you know just to sum up, Michigan State had a had a interesting kind of parabola of a season. They started high, then it went real far down. It was like an upside down St. Louis arch, and then it came all the way back up, and just they came so close and played one of their worst games possible and still came close. So it just is one of those things where it's going to be, as they say, a bitter pill to swallow. People will. Eventually, have lots of respect and 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 look at all the joy that uh, Payne and Dawson and all the you know Appling and Harris and all those guys brought with the with the good plays and the dunks, especially the Big Ten tournament. But uh, it's it's what could have been, and that's a tough feeling to have as a sports fan. I've had that feeling a lot. Yep. So, uh, but you know, I I commend Tom Izzo and Michigan State Spartans for for having a good season. Yeah, it was a great year. We had fun with it. I expect him to, you know, reload and be a great teacher and a and a good coach like he always is. I'm sure Michigan State didn't didn't hurt their brand by getting to the Elite Eight. You know, Magic Johnson was there on TV, so it's just you know we have very high expectations here, and it's tough when you say, "Wow, you know, this they I can't believe they didn't do it." So, how many schools finished in the top eight in both basketball and, and football, football? So we're pretty lucky. Exactly. So cool. Well, for 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 Ryan Smith there, I'm um, I'm Dan Cryer. Anything else, Ryan? I will give you one last chance. Anything you want to say bye to anybody? I have You're, used all my words for I know, today. Seriously. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to scoot the mic over here, and I hope everybody has a good week and you know enjoy the games. We're going to enjoy Saturday at least, and then we'll see if it's uh, Connecticut, Wisconsin on Monday, like Ryan warned. So for Ryan Smith, I'm Dan Cryer, and I uh, hope you guys have a good week. Here we go.
with Dan and Ryan. You just listen to Walk the Line. And I say quietly, a peace. Take care, everybody. See you later.